Welcome to T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Your host is Jose Negron. We take the guesswork out of technological jargon so that you know what's next, why it's great or not so great, and how you can benefit from it by learning about it early. Now, here is Jose Negron. Welcome, folks. This is your host, Jose Negron, on voiceamerica.com on the Variety Channel, the lead technology show, T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and noon East Coast Time. As a reminder, uh, we've uh, you can catch us on Monday, Tuesday. Uh, check your local listing. Go to Voice America on the Variety Channel, T3. As always... Like everyone that's listening, uh, to understand how we started our program. And our program is to get the techies uh, to work and discuss topics of technology, innovation, and engineering with the non techies. Uh, that's been our formula of success, and I'd really like to continue that. I'd also like to thank my audience who's listening. Every week we increase the number of uh, audience hearing our show, and I'm really proud of the technology that we discuss, and we really don't get into the third, fourth order of the technology itself, but try to keep it a basic discussion where you understand the technology, you want to go see the technology for yourself, or even buy the technology. Today's show is kind of interesting because I'm just now returning uh, from a flight uh, from Mexico City, and it's it's fascinating to me that Mexico City is one of the largest uh, cities in the world, uh, you know, with Tokyo, New York, Mexico City, uh, I guess uh, Hong Kong, I've been there. So it's quite impressive as I look around, drive around the city, look at different technologies. Uh, but today's show is about technology now and the future on televisions, in journals, journals, or owning the, the technology itself or the, the gadget. And the reason I t- picked that show or that title is because I had the opportunity uh, to watch a, a science fiction or sci-fi movie uh, this weekend. It, it was called Better Than Us. It's a Russian production on Netflix. It's about 16 episodes, so that's about 16 hours. But I was quite fascinated by the divorced dad trying to handle his kids, his ex, and then, of course, the introduction of, of an advanced robotic uh, prototype, Arisa. And that uh, robot, because we've had so many shows about automation, artificial intelligence, big data, uh, brought to my attention that we need to take a look at it a little bit closer. And I want to discuss some uh, uh, future technology developments, some future ideas, uh, new component designs or innovations that you don't look You don't have to look too far to realize that the world is changing around you. Uh, The best gadgets today and possibly in the future are discussed on or seen on television or if you read uh, a scientific book or uh, read uh, scientific journals or you even own it. Uh, For example, the unmanned aerial vehicle was one of those gadgets that was produced almost three years ago. And in the show itself, better than us, it it showed uh, its capability. But I have discovered over the years, and I've been doing this about 40 years, that just because you uh, uh, build something and apply something, uh, that really it's the user or the buyer that will ultimately uh, decide how that technology is used. And that that's kind of interesting uh, for me, especially when you're in advanced technology development. Even then, 
uh, someone is always ready to adapt your technology to a different problem set. And that's that's fine. That's what it's all about. So the journey today is to talk about technology now and the future. In fact, we've had three leading shows. We talked uh, uh, several weeks ago. We talked about technology innovation. What do I know? Uh, we follow that up with uh, technology impact in our daily lives. And last week, we talked about understanding and misunderstanding technologies. So this week, I'd like to focus on technology now and the future on television, journals, or owning the technology itself. And as I said, uh, I, I took the title because I was watching this uh, scientific uh, movie, movie series, Better Than Us. And in the series, the advanced prototype robot, Arissa, uh, had some magical powers. And, uh, and it was, I was fascinated by the capabilities or the capabilities that the uh, producers and the actors would perform on the show. And it was quite interesting to me as I looked around and I noticed that uh, the ability for the humanoid robot uh, first was to to be able to perceive, in other words, to uh, estimate or guess with real data uh, what the next move was going to be. It had extraordinary strength, the ability to rapidly observe, assimilate data, and execute learning. It was a platform that had uh, to perform tough tasks like cooking, teaching, babysitting, keeping children's attention, and finally able to do surgery. And I'm going to talk about most of these tasks and what are the technology or the scientific principles that are needed to perform some of this. And most of these, we're just at the edge, if not uh, beginning to understand how to do these tasks very rapidly. And this, and these episodes that I uh, began to watch, I realized that technology not only enhances, but can solve uh, our daily problems and challenges. And that's what the father did throughout the series as he was trying to get together with his family again. He, uh, The father was a surgeon. Uh, he had some work issues, so uh, of course he was. Uh, he he now became a coroner, and but he became the owner of the robot, humanoid robot that was very perceptive, and that was the beginning of the show. So the first task that the robot had to do was cook, and that uh, that was the first task. But in cooking, she had to learn and develop and and understand. And I call it ingest data or facts and the ability to create a meal. And so that was the challenge. That was the encounter. I think uh, doing our uh, T3 show, and this is the reason I'm so excited, is that we have we've talked about the importance of the various forms of technologies and the innovation of artificial intelligence, unmanned aerial vehicle, robots, cyber, radio frequencies, spectrum expansions. We talked about satellite, rockets, solar energy, Space, first technology adopters, the need for automation, digitization, and finally education. Well, in the show, The Better Than Us, that involved in every segment, all 16, we could pick two or three of these new technologies. And it was quite fascinating how the producers, the actors, were going to display or act out the series to demonstrate that capability that future capability that we're all looking for or want to see in a future advanced humanoid robot. And then, of course, 
uh, these technologies show both the positive side and the negative side. Uh, innovations are instruments that impact our lives today. And the question, and I've always posed this, the reason technology is important, innovation is important uh, for development of new gadgets, it's to enhance and better our lives. And it's got positive effects and negative effects, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But certainly the show in the series covered a lot of the technology, technology now and in the future as we see television. Take a look at how many TV shows, and I'm not a big science fiction fan, uh, but I, I started thinking, wow, I read that in a science magazine or a trade a magazine or an engineering magazine. Or I, I watched a TV show. I look at the latest TV shows, and we'll go over that list, you know, um, Star Trek, uh, uh, the Star Wars, you've got uh, the superheroes, the Avengers. Think about all the technologies that they've developed there. And then you look at... Um, um, owning the technology uh, we talked about the early adopters you know I mean Apple's uh, is producing um, new um, uh, wrist watches that can monitor your health you have Tesla working on new batteries in the electric automobile so all these gadgets that are being produced are, are, are moving our lifestyle are easing uh, the ability to cope with our everyday chores or tasks and I really find it fascinating as I look deeper and deeper to that technology so let's take a look at what I noticed and how that technology is impacted on the show and the ability to perceive uh, a certain aspect of humans and that's what the uh, robot Arissa was able to do. She was able to integrate uh, data infusion, understand the sense of what was happening to that individual, and then it was able to predict what that individual would do. And this was to ensure uh, to gain and to understand what that other individual was going to do. So that sensing capability, I started looking at it and wondering, wow, that robot had to really have machine-to-machine -machine learning. It had to have some type of wireless uh, info sharing, ability to read uh, human symptoms, both the internal and external, and, and then to be able to enhance its predictivity uh, to, uh, for the, and understand the capability uh, to correlate all the facts that would provide a conclusion. So when you think about what I just said, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here and I said, well, that's a lot of different pieces of technology, innovation, uh, just total reasoning that that robot had to do. Same thing with the unmanned aerial vehicles. We talk about that all the time. And, and just recently, uh, you know, an unmanned aerial vehicle, I, I guess uh, now looking back, it's been about 12, maybe 12, 14 months, stopped the uh, um, the um, uh, uh, stop aviation. I, I believe it was in the UK. I think it was Heathrow or another airport that they had unmanned aerial vehicles. In Mexico recently, in the last three weeks, when they had the balloon fest, they had a technology out there to detect any time an unmanned aerial vehicle was uh, spun up and was ready to take flight over 250 feet. Uh, so it created a wall. But I'm looking at these unmanned aerial vehicles as portrayed in the in the series, and I'm looking at, wow, they're 24 hours, so the battery life had to increase. The the uh, on uh, aggressive time on station, so therefore it had to fly for that 24 hours, a 
but still, you know, you're talking about materials, you're talking about rotors, you're talking about the, uh, the capability to sense for that time, the ability to integrate uh, the data it was collecting or uh, collect the information that that particular UAV was tasked for. Uh, so a lot of monitoring, a lot of anticipation, a lot of conclusions can be either fed back to a central operating station or uh, done right there on the spot by uh, uh, an officer who was monitoring that particular UAV. Another another uh, task that we talked a little bit about was cooking. And I started thinking about it. And I have my son who cooks very well and he enjoys cooking. I have my daughter who, you know, learned because she got married and she started cooking. But then I, I looked at what, what kind of a task, what kind of knowledge, what kind of technology do you need to do in order to do this? And so it's the ability to read and comprehend, execute uh, the task within minutes and hours, the speed of the human to increase and do any task uh, or to shift the task. So the power to do, understand and, and to deliver the results that are expected within the cooking uh, recipe. So those are also kind of interesting to me because what you're really doing at least in the in the series the robot was reading cookbooks and she would read you know let's say a dozen cookbooks the leading cookbooks leading chefs she was look at television and learn so you had big data integration you had machine to machine ingestion you had artificial intelligence reasoning so that she can actually cook and that was uh, the big part when I started looking at that these are the subjects that we talked about in many of the T3 shows and we, we talk about the unmanned aerial vehicle we talked about artificial intelligence and we talked about robots but they this is a humanoid advanced sensing perceptive robot which was kind of interesting to learn the dynamics and finally the last task that or one of the last tasks that I would like to talk about is the medical task you had to go through they were comparing the ability of one robot with the next and and the other robot uh, wanted to to be um, more perceived as a safety robot uh, perceived that it was not uh, risking any humans and that it would not take over too many jobs the uh, Arissa, of course, wanted to do a medical task, so she uh, went on, and her her job was to learn how to operate in the brain section. And as the uh, the divorced dad said, he was a surgeon. He goes, "That's impossible." It took me, you know, ten years of medical school, another four years of residency, and so forth and so on. So by the time you finish it off, he's had fifteen to twenty years, and he still was learning. And the robot was expected to do this in two weeks. So they went to what I found kind of interesting. She read a lot. She did practice on simulation. She did uh, a complete study uh, of ingestion of data and comprehension of uh, medical cases uh, so that she would be familiar with a type of uh, medical uh, instrumentation, the medical um, activity that she was going to perform, and, of course, the patient's uh, uh, status. And, of course, the patient was on a... 
on on a, a spiraling uh, to death, really, to be simple on this. And uh, she had a tumor in the brain, so it was either take it out or she would die. And that's uh, since in the movie and and in real life, I've confronted that. So the the real issue for me, as I looked at the show, is I looked at the simulation of the body, the three D uh, projection of the heart or any human body area of interest, the uh, ability to access information and understand alternatives and the causes and the use of uh, artificial intelligence to provide the reasoning, the cognitive understanding, the machine-to-machine interaction between the robot, uh, the simulation, and then, of course, the patient itself. And I thought about that. These are these are tasks and challenges that we take uh, for granted. And I'm, I'm looking at this for the uh, and reasoning that, wow, we have come a long way and we're going a long way. So it, it, it brings the us to a uh, old, uh, an, a question that uh, why do we seek new technology? Uh, how how to understand the impacts of this technology or this innovation in our lifestyle? It is just critical, and I just began to wonder. Uh, you know, and I said earlier, you know, technology is for good or bad. Opioids, which is the current overdose crisis today, was intended for good to relieve pain unfortunately we had some bad actors out there and uh, uh, opioid today has been misused it's uh it's been handed out like candy and people have gotten in trouble so now it's uh it's one of the uh, causes of death out there but i let's uh, move on to the facts that the uh, the technology show arissa the perceptive robotics and we've been talking about this hour about uh, technology now and the future on television journals are owning the technology and what I try to do in this first period is talk about all the fascinating things you can read see on television or even own in order to help your daily life and technology's here to do that for the better and I cannot wait uh, to as we move on to this next section and we talk about future technologies and we've talked a little bit about that but I want you to look around where you're at right now and discover uh, the the TVs, uh, the radios, the cars, the motorcycles. In our, our last episode last week, we talked about the technologies in automobile and where that comes from and, and, the, and the ability for the motorcycle to do cruise control and the ability for it to have navigation control. And it's just like riding in the car with all the gadgets and the technology improvement. So as I summarize uh, the show today, uh, you have to understand that technology development future ideas, component designs, or innovations uh, do not have to go, you don't have to look too far. It's right here. For those of you who are reading trade journals or looking at the sci-fi movies or or watching uh, other television shows on sci-fi, technology is all around us. Take a look. What will the future look like? And we'll be right back in a few minutes. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. 
Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you ever experienced the joy of living, not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself? Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation, Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome, folks. Uh, Welcome back. Uh, We're talking today about technology now and the future on television, journals, or owning the technology. In the first hour, I I covered uh, really the understanding that new technology ideas and the concepts and the innovation of new technology is all around us. I I mentioned uh, just go watch a a new uh, television show, sci-fi, or read different technical journals, or just go buy the latest gadget. Uh, Apple just came out with its wristwatch, the ability to not only tell time, you have GPS, and the ability to monitor your health. And those gadgets are here to stay. And so technology today is about discussing the future ideas, new component designs, and future innovation. And where do folks get those ideas? Uh, I will only tell you that uh, as I look back, and we've done several series on the space, but what did the space community, what did NASA do for us? What did the commercial space program do for us? Well, uh, as I look back, these are just a couple of Samples that I, I researched and I saw the ability to increase artificial limbs, the ability to produce scratch-resistant lenses, the ability to provide insulin pumps, uh, firefighting equipment, uh, dustbuster was developed from the space to clean up. LASIK was uh, uh, was developed because of, uh, of space activity. Shock absorbers for buildings, and especially earthquake-prone cities. Uh, I mean, San Francisco. Solar cells were invented. So I look at these. I call them. Some of these are uh, newer artificial limbs. We're still struggling to build the uh, the limb itself is not the issue. It's the economy of building one because. 
is we can't just all afford a hundred thousand dollar limb. That limb is being produced and it's very useful, but we got to get it down to an affordable price of two, three thousand uh, dollars for that individual, if not less. So the same thing with solar cells. We've been talking about solar cells now for at least uh, in my lifetime, at least fifteen years. I know we've been talking about renewable fuels, but still uh, there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, firefighting equipment caught my attention because of the recent fires in South uh, South California around the LA area and these wildfires uh, and the gust of winds from the Santa Ana winds are just causing havoc out there and it's year after year after year and the question is how can technology improve that situation? What do we have to do to stop the, the burning? And it's kind of like if you don't live in California, it's, well, you don't understand. The Santa Ana wind whips it up and we have this every year. My question is, why do you have to have it every year? And I'm fine with having a fire every year, but do you have to have the size of the fire and not be able to contain it for several days? I mean, is there something else we can do? So that's the, what can technology, what can innovation do as we move through that? Uh, Let me change, and I move through the subject uh, a little bit. Let's talk about future technologies, and hopefully some of these can be applied. Uh, Some of these we've talked about in the past, but I want to be a little bit more specific today because 3D printing is just now taking off. There's quite a bit of uh, 3D printing was introduced uh, almost five years ago. It is now becoming uh, really a norm commodity. Uh, I know that in space, future space activity, 3D printing, you can't carry all the parts, so you're going to have to to build the parts. So this is where 3D printing will become extremely important. Same thing with artificial intelligence. We've done, I call it the third generation on artificial intelligence. It is a tough problem. It is learning how to to ingest data, understand the data, carry out the action, and then learn whether you did good, outstanding work on that particular task and continue to learn so that the repetitive tasks are done correctly and efficiently and economically. But it has a learning component. Right now, we're doing a lot of machine-to-machine, but it's a straight one-zero type action. It doesn't learn through the process. Machines are great in the automobile industry because it's doing repetitive tasks, same tasks, but we want the machine to be smarter and and understand why it does certain things and improve upon that. Augmented reality, we talked about. These are future things. You don't see it quite now, but, but... but the popularity of uh, gaming has increased. I mean, now they're having, uh, I'm going to say, Super Bowls-type activities or, or uh, you know, uh, activities that attract, uh, you know, tens of thousands of people. Just in New York this past summer, a friend of mine uh, took her son there and, uh, and to play these activities. No longer is uh, augmented reality in these gaming shows uh, a thing of the past. They're here. They, the ability visualization when you see some of this visualization it looks like a real picture so that is going on big data is still a challenge i've been working with big data for the last six years and this is the ability to ingest data machine to machine do cognitive analysis integrate the data and have some type of analytical understanding what the data is giving you Uh, remember that in my old age uh, it was garbage in garbage out so if you're putting garbage into your computer, you're, you can also expect garbage out. And therefore, big data is trying to 
integrate uh, the variety of data, ingest it at a volume that you can quickly go through it, analyze it, correlate it, and provide you a useful answer. Uh, so that's, that's still coming. We've been talking about that for a couple of years now, but I think we're getting with the machine speed, quantum computing, uh, that will continue to enhance uh, big data collection and integration and computing power. Bioprinting. This is interesting because I've started looking at this and I'm looking at um, bioprinting and I'm trying to understand what in the world are you talking about in bioprinting? Uh, well, these are uh, 3D uh 3D printers that output living cells in order to permit the creation of humans or some type of tissue so that we can use them on our organs. And think about that. Uh, I've heard of, uh, you know, the typical is genetics, the growth of cells, the ability to reproduce uh, our human skin. And that's been a a tough, difficult challenge. But there are products out there that are making headways today. And I think uh, this bioprinting, bioengineering will become uh, a reality in the future. There are technologies today, uh, uh, right now, Pneumatech, ability to, uh, uh, I'm not going to say grow skin, but the ability to regenerate that skin from uh, 100% oxygen is critical. Also, um, as we move from medicine, uh, we go into cloud computing. Uh, cloud computing to me is an interesting story because I was introduced to cloud computing in 2004, maybe a little bit earlier than that, 2003, 2004, and says, Jose, you need to invest. You need to be uh, – uh, no, uh, you need to be involved in this cloud computing. And I said, nah, and I just finished the autonomous vehicle race, the self-driving car. I've spent uh, three years of my life trying to get that program off the off and running, and I just finally, finally finished it, and I don't want to get into another big technology push at the time. Well, here it is. Cloud computing is here. It's reality. It is the big thing. You've got uh, Amazon. You've got the big uh, Google. Uh, everybody Everybody's going to uh, cloud computing because it's easier, it's faster, and it's safer. Uh, the next uh, future technology I'm talking about is genetic engineering, the ability to uh, engineer alternative organs so that you can uh, encode them with your DNA and increase increase your your livelihood uh, scientific genetic medicine altered so genetic engineering is uh, is interesting helium uh, three power generator yeah, this is uh, t- getting balloons to take you up to uh, uh, up into space uh, it is uh, ability to generate clean uh, nuclear fusion power plants and then so these are uh, helium three is important because it becomes comes a uh, uh, opportunity to lift you off the ground into space and, and provide that uh, economy of scale, uh, environmentally uh, clean, environmentally safe. So that, that's, uh, people are looking into this uh, helium-3 generation of power, plus you can find it on the moon. So the moon, uh, the mining lunar helium-3 will become a large part of the uh, mining uh, of the moon's minerals. Nanotechnology, we talked about nanotechnology and 
and we've we've said that it's important. Uh, you know, you have Moore's law, and you double uh, every so so many years. Uh, every two years, you double, and and nanotechnology is becoming part of that process. It, it is the ability to use uh, uh, smaller. Uh, Items in microprocessing, in batteries, computer displays, and paints and cosmetics. Micro uh, nanotechnology is used for a variety of things. I've already talked about quantum computing. It's the miniaturization of transistors to contain silicon chips. Quantum power uh, data to uh, to be used in in the mechanical states or subatomic particles. When you think about subatomic particles, I don't know about you, but I'm looking at this and reading this and. I'm going, wow, that's how small is that? Can I see it? And so that's hard to understand. And then, of course, synthetic biology. So the synthetic biology is engineering, uh, you know, the traditional genetic engineering splices a gene or two. And uh, this is to form new life, uh, scratch using standardized genetics uh, uh, components, the newest revolution of science. So uh, here we are when I'm Sitting here looking at this list, I've got synthetic biology, I've got genetic engineering, I have nanotechnology, I have bioprinting, and artificial intelligence uh, all pertaining to some type of medical or health or understanding the body parts, uh, uh, the human being itself. So that's quite interesting as I look at the future technology. So now I'd like to turn to the 13 incredible inventions that will power the future and change our lives for the best. And this is is interesting because, as I said, the the purpose of the show was technology now and the future on television and journals and or owning it. And uh, some of these uh, technologies uh, we've heard about because I've introduced them but others we haven't uh the plastics in the ocean there are plastics everywhere i mean that is a challenge i'll i will admit uh two weeks ago i wasn't thinking plastics or how do we use plastics and why do i need to get a bag for this or that but today i am now realizing we really need to do something about these plastic bottles uh you know i went to a beach and there's about 100 100 plastic bottles and uh, my understanding it's it's uh, dirtier filthier than that so the ability to co- Get that. So, one of the future technologies that people are thinking about trying to replace plastic is the edible water blob, uh, which ha- eliminates the plastic, uh, the water bottle uh, bubbles. Uh, water is contained in a seaweed extract, and it just—it's a bubble. Uh, so it, it reduces the plastic and stops degrading our environment. We talked about the helium balloon, helium three. That is going to be huge. Uh, The—it's a scientific progress. A lot of money is going into that. Uh, the zero to infinity will uh, will provide you a balloon uh, for one hundred twenty-four thousand dollars and lift you up into space. There's world. Will charge you seventy five thousand for a round trip. So there's a commercial business going on of taking humans into space. That is where our next frontier, and we've talked about that in the show. Autonomous uh, cars, the uh, self driving cars. We talked about the Googles, the Tesla, every manufacturing uh, company out there. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last week with uh, Dick Ross, and we talked a little bit about uh, um, the uh, understanding, misunderstanding technology. 
technology advancement. Uh, talked about the new 2020 car, the, two, the new uh, 2020 uh, um, uh, motorcycle, uh, all the gadgets, uh, you know, from uh, the uh, cockpit to the materials to build the motorcycle to the suspension to the motor. Uh, all that has changed uh, for the better. But the self-driving car, all the sensing capability, all the safety features, all the tech packages that are placed in there to make the car uh, safer for you to navigate from point to point and be comfortable. And Google has uh, continued to do that. BMW and Mercedes have uh, similar aspects. So all the major manufacturing cars are doing it. We've already talked about 3D printing. That's how effective 3D printing will be. It's, uh, those are incredible inventions that will power the future and can change our world today. So 3D printing. Now, the one thing I didn't have, she's got a, a carpet alarm clocks, and I'm not sure uh, that I need a carpet alarm clock other than it's got a nanotechnology, it has some illumination, it has some features that, okay, I like it, but I like I like to stare at my clock or I like to throw it against the wall. One of the two we're going to do. But uh, she's got a carpet alarm clocks, and I think she's talking about the various importance of the nanotechnology. The Hyperloop, we have talked a little bit about. This is uh, Elon Musk's uh, loop uh, to, uh, to speed up uh, uh, transportation. Uh, right now, uh, it takes uh, too long to get from San Francisco to L.A. They've tried to build the bullet train uh, several times and can't do it. If we do the Hyperloop, they think they can do uh, San Francisco to L.A. for 35 minutes. But uh, it, it is interesting and fascinating to me that the um, – uh, what do you call the trains, the bullet trains that you find in Korea, Tokyo, and, and other places, and we can't uh, build one here in the United States. Then uh, we've talked a little bit about taxis, at least autonomous vehicle taxis, but this is a pod taxi that's built in India right now to carry. And and it, it gets, uh, I can see it as far as the rationale for building these pod taxis because of the, uh, the population, uh, the, the volume of, of personnel in the various cities. I just don't see them practical uh, if you're away from, uh, let's say, a metropolis area. But nevertheless, those pods, just like we talked about uh, a few weeks, uh, about a month ago on transportation technology and how uh, the folks in the cities and the big metropolitan area, I mean, this is the creation of Uber Lyft. Why do I need a car? cost me too much to park the car. Uh, I just order uh, an Uber or Lyft or these uh, uh, scooters that are going around that are all electric and you can drop them off or the bicycles, you can drop them off. Uh, the GFI is unlimited wire, Wi-Fi anywhere, anywhere in the world, G, GFI. These, this is the initialization of the smart city. And then, of course, uh, the invisible cloak will be great for Halloween and everything. Edible food wrappers. Right now, we're throwing a lot of trash. So the question is, how do we package our food in order to make it uh, uh, more environmentally safe or conscious about the trash we're doing? And then, of course, uh, Air Inc. Uh, MIT has... Uh, 
produce uh, AirLink uh, uh, so that it can uh, reduce our pollutions. And then, of course, the next big thing for ladies is the shampoo uh, bubbles. And then, of course, the wireless electricity. That is one that we'll talk a little bit about. So in this hour, as I begin to sum- summarize, I wanted to talk about uh, future technologies. I wanted to talk about uh, 13 or so technologies that are going to change the way we do it. But more importantly, as I tell you, take a look. For the non-techies, you have to appreciate the technology and innovations that we have. Uh, The technology is here to help you now and in the future, but you can look at your television programs, read your scientific journals or newspapers, and you'll see uh, the technologies that are being discussed or innovation to improve your life, Uh, and it improves in all sorts of areas. So these are the areas we'll cover in our next segments. We'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We all know that today our country is in many ways run by vested interests which have accumulated large amounts of power for themselves and at our expense. But this can be changed by recognizing the problems and then by adopting libertarian solutions to address them. Tune in to All Rise, The Libertarian Way with Judge Jim Gray. Judge Gray and his guests will discuss the problem areas of today and then present solutions that result in a better world for ourselves and and our children. Tune in Fridays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Although a controversial subject, one thing that seems to be proven is that cannabis has some incredible medical properties. Join Dr. Joe Rosado for Talk. We'll talk about medical cannabis through research from Dr. Joe over the last decade. Plus, groundbreaking news, inspiration, and education that will have you thinking about the industry differently. Featuring guests and advice from Dr. Joe. Talk airs live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to today, tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks. Let's continue the T3 program, our third segment. 
The show today is about technology now and the future uh, on television, in journals, or owning the technology. It's important for us to look around and see how new technology or how innovations of the future will impact our daily lives. We've had the opportunity uh, to go through various segments. Uh, A few weeks ago, I talked about uh, technology innovation. What do I know? Uh, then I follow that up with technology impact, our daily activities. And last week, we talked a little bit about understanding and misunderstanding of technology advancement. Today's show is about technology now and the future, on television, in journals, or owning the technology. And I started off the first segment because I was inspired by a sci-fi, a 16-episode series, uh, Better Than Us. It's about a divorced father and, a, and an advanced uh, humanoid robot. Very perceptive, very intelligent, very adaptable as far as the program was concerned. And I was fascinated how it introduced various types of technology and how she was able to perform different tasks or perform challenges or were confronted with situations that she had to handle by the use of her own skills, uh, the use of uh, of the digitalization, automation, machine learning, cognitive analysis, AI. She became a better robot, and the simulation that it introduced in the show by doing the medical tasks. So I was quite fascinated by that. That was the first period we talked about those technologies and what was required to perform a cooking, medical task. Uh, you know a taking care of children and so forth and so on. That was the first segment. The second segment, we spent a lot of time on future technologies. We talked about uh, 3D uh, printing, artificial intelligence, uh, augmented reality in gaming, and a few others that we'll continue to uh, cover. But in that particular segment, I wanted to show you what the future is bringing. And we're just at the very beginning of these technology development. What will change our reality? And then the other part of the second part of that uh story was uh the 13 incredible inventions that will empower uh, the future and, and will change our world. We talked a little bit about edible water blobs and the helium balloon and the um, you know, autonomous cars, as well as GFI was the unlimited Wi-Fi anywhere in the world and the invisibility of cloaking. And that is coming. And pod taxis. So we spent a little time on the types of technology that you should be seeing out there and will change your life for the better. This segment, I'd like to turn a little bit and to start talking about how technology has changed our lives by the use of these technologies. And let me just say, and we've, I guess, in our fourth season, we talked a little bit about it, but I hope to expand on that. Technology, as I discussed it on the very first show in season five, well, it's everywhere and it applies to every facet of our well-being. Uh, we talk about business, we talk about education, we talk about medicine, we talk about entertainment, we talk about any form or activity that we do. Uh, technology is there, the innovation is there, the gadgets are there. I, I, I'm quite impressed by, uh, I guess, the, the understanding, the ability for someone to say, I have a challenge here, I have an issue here, and develop a gadget to facilitate that activity. And uh, I guess that's why I was so fascinated about today's show, and that is about talking about technology now and the future on television, 
in journals or owning the technology itself. Uh, right now, I'd like to go through the 12 examples how technology has changed our daily lives. And the big one is in business. Business, uh, artificial intelligence, we talked about that, the art of understanding, making better, getting smarter, uh, c- cloud computing, machine learning, predictive analysis. Uh, we have even business intelligence tools and the application and methods to conduct these tools, operate, manage the business. So that is impacting our daily lives and business. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, in one article it says uh, technology is changing our lives at increasing speed. And in another article you read uh, uh, technology is not as uh, advancing as fast because everybody's too busy looking at their gadgets and instrumentation and therefore there's not enough creativity. Well, I certainly believe there's a balance in both of those statements, you know. I don't look at every technology, and I'm sure uh, I don't understand every technology, but someone has the uh, forethought to apply whatever the task is or the challenge to the technology that is needed. I'm quite fascinated. I have uh, four granddaughters. I don't see how they turn on, let's say, the iPhone. Or a smartphone. I'm just fascinated that they know or they want, once the phone is turned on, they go to their program. I mean, I'm talking about a two-year-old. I'm not talking about a six-year-old or seven-year-old. I expect that out of that six-year-old, seven-year-old. But a two-year-old, I, I was just, I, I don't know. I was uh, i was in shock. Uh, I'm still trying to think and absorb, absorb what I noticed and saw for myself as a two-year-old turned on the cell phone and went to her program. How she did that, I don't know. But let's talk about the 12 examples I have here. Uh, as I said, how technology has changed our life. We've talked about business. Business technology. Uh, the second one we've talked a little bit about is uh, technology and education. And uh, education, uh, online education, the ability to use the internet, the computers. I mean, libraries today, they always said, hey, get get to the library, get to the library. And today you can find anything. Unfortunately, that has uh, both positive and negative because now we've become an instant society and we want answers right away. So edu- uh, the technology Technology has certainly helped us in, in education. Communications. I can tell you in my own business, I've got folks in, in, uh, in California. I've got folks in, uh, in Denver. I've got folks uh, spread out in Washington and, and, and Wisconsin. So there are folks we communicate. We have video teleconferencing, which is unheard of before. The best we could do was have a conference call. Now I have a video conference uh, with them. I can show them uh, slides or, or, or topics or anything like that and uh, we can exchange materials over the over the communication system. That's the quickest way to do it. And then of course we have the, um, uh, what's really interesting that's changing is our habits. And of course we're becoming digital addicted to uh, either your smartphone which is a mini a computer, I mean, it is a, I call it, a, we used to call those uh, uh, the supercomputers. Well, you, you're you holding a supercomputer if you have a smartphone. There's no question in my mind. And that technology, uh, sometimes we become addictive. Now, I don't use my smartphone or any of my computers to play. I've tried playing, but I'm just not addicted to it. I have to go to a selective monitor, uh, you know, to play. And, uh, and that's, I just don't use my computer to play. Other people do everything. I know a good friend of mine, Pasquale, uh, likes to play uh, various games 
games on his uh, smartphone, and he likes to multitask on that, but I'm not one of those. Lifestyles are changing, and it happens because technology provides uh, the ability to online uh, online shopping or online uh, shopping for a, a ticket to go traveling. It, it is very important uh, uh, as we begin to uh, look at how our lifestyles have changed with technology. Uh, and health, we talked a little bit about health, the ability, uh, just, uh, you know, the ability to create medicine, the ability to create artificial limbs, the ability to help uh, the engineering, uh, the ability one day to replace all your body parts before they uh, you go away. And our critical thinking is almost dead because this is the counter to it that technology uh, is uh, causing you to not spend a lot of time creating. But I, I, I think that's a myth. I really do. I think there's a lot of people creating. There's a lot of people, I mean, they told me the same thing when I was doing the uh, self-driving car, the autonomous vehicle race from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. There's not enough creativity. There's not enough engineers. There's not enough scientists. Well, guess what? They are. They're just not counted in a way that through a formal educational system. There's a lot of hobbyists out there that love to tinker. Give them the give them uh, the field to play and they'll come. And I'm a big believer of that uh, statement. Uh, so, yeah, we can think critically. There are folks thinking critically. I mean, when I look at the last show I did, I, I believe there was uh, – there was $188 billion of mobile apps. I mean, that's creativity. There was nine hundred or 194 billion apps downloaded in a year. And 62% of the world will have smartphones usage. So you can't tell me that technology is not changing the world that we live around. And so that is, that is quite interesting to me. And then, I, of course, with cloud computing, we talked a little bit about and the uh, uh, just change in behavior, an upgrade of human uh, activities, uh, you know. So I think uh, technology is here to stay. Uh, technology in the workplace has certainly changed the ability uh, to copy something, to print something something to send something uh, I remember, uh, you know, we used to have mail, but now I can do it through text. I can do it through video conferencing. I can do it through email. So much easier. So it's, it, I find it quite interesting. One of the biggest changes that I think we're all going to find is uh, smart cities and the restructuring of the economy through technology. I think that is happening as we speak, and it will continue to happen. These are technologies that are are evolving, developing, being uh, in, uh, put in place as we speak. I mean, just the other day, I had the cable TV uh, stop. Uh, uh, I guess I, the cable guys had to replace the cable uh, line, and they upgraded the uh, the line itself uh, as a more of a laser-type uh, uh, connectivity. So all these things are important, and I'm just fascinated by them. And as the smart cities come on, uh, the economy of scale, I mean, the automation will bring cost savings. They, they, they talked about a statistics in Barcelona. Uh, it saved $75 million 
euros just by automating the city, uh, the uh, the proper efficiency that you will get with automation, the mitigation of risk and reduced damages, the safety, quality of life where you can plug in. You're not looking for a hotspot all the time. Connectivity will, of course, uh, improve the your connection with your with your family, friends, and, and neighbors. The smart ec- ecosystem is just better to uh, for sustainability. I mean, uh, you have uh, uh, an environmental improvement and reduction of emissions if everybody's working together in a smart ecosystem. So uh, smart buildings are coming, just like your smart homes. Uh, we talked about big data. The bottom line is uh, the ABI research concludes that the economy development of 5% annually will translate to $20 trillion in a decade. So if anybody invests 5% in a smart city, uh, there's a $20 trillion investment that you will gain. And by 2030, 60% of the people will reside in these smart cities. So it's quite interesting. Folks, today uh, I had the opportunity to talk to you a little bit about technology now and the future on television, in journals, owning the technology itself. And the reason I brought this up because I am fascinated in how technology continues to evolve, the in- innovation, the gadgets out there, how we are influenced by everything we do, and, no- and that influence then begins to spur the mind, the creativity, the innovative spirit, the engineering uh, challenges that we produce a gadget and we develop a smarter way of doing things to, to uh, ease our lives, to make Make it easier to be comfortable and therefore uh, control a game. So as I begin to wind down the show, I'd like to thank everybody for listening today, Technology Now and the Future on television and journals and owning the technology. I'd like to thank uh, uh, my producer, uh, D. Daniels, and of course, my executive producer, uh, executive assistant, excuse me, uh, Alexander Loreno. As we move forward to next week, we're going to talk about uh, nuclear power, nuclear waste. What are we doing with the nuclear industry? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And don't forget, this is your host, Jose Negron, on the leading technology show today, Tomorrow's Technologies. I bid you farewell. Thank you for listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. We hope you'll join your host, Jose Negron, for another exciting program next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week.